Welcome to episode number 338 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday the 11th of March, 2014. 338 of these things. Wow. I missed a couple. You missed a, a missed few. It. It's I been a while, buddy. I almost buddy. missed How this been? one, Robbie. Yeah. I almost missed this one. Mm, mm. Ah, just flew in from... No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the, from down If the home. highway counts as yeah. flying in, yeah. then yeah, he kind of did. All right, what's up? I'm here. Here That's you are. About as far as I can... Uh, you Welcome know, I've back. Got, I've got my earpiece. Uh, You're here. Who, who yeah. is that? Hillary messed it up? Or? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Could have been, yeah. If you show up early, then you can adjust these things. I was early. Oh. It was 6.58 when I walked in the door. <laughs> That's early. What's coming up in the news, my friend? I'll tell you what's coming up in the news after I get my <clears throat> reading glasses on. Specs. Here's what's coming up in the newsroom. Mt. Gox has won temporary bankruptcy protection in the U.S. after losing roughly 7% of the world's bitcoins to hackers. Ouch. Yikes. Samsung is getting back into the music service game with a brand new product. Google has announced a new SDK to bring Android development to wearable tech. And while we're on the subject, a pair of digitally enhanced glasses will allow you to read a novel in just 90 minutes by accelerating your reading to many hundreds of words per minute. And possibly more. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Tonight, we're going to unlock all of the races in Super Tux Kart. Yeah! We're going to hack the game. We're going to unlock it without even having to play all the the courses. It's going to be awesome. Also, we're going to build a Vortex box. You see this machine behind me? What it means is basically we're going to take this old computer, we're going to be able to insert a CD or DVD or Blu-ray disc, and it will automatically rip it and share it on Did your you network. Automatically? Automatically. It's going to take, it's going to do it all on Vortex box. So don't Whatever go anywhere. Whatever you do, don't press that button. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So much time and so do wait a minute strike that <laughs> reverse it thank you having good money send more time don't go anywhere this is gonna be a great show this is category 5 technology tv starring sasha dermatis hillary rumble Krista Wells Eric Kidd and your host Robbie Ferguson Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Looks like we are re-logging and we've got a net split going on in the chat room, but otherwise we will be back in the chat room if we miss your questions while we are net split. Good old IRC. Yes. Make sure you you message us once we return. Cool. Yeah, well, this is going to be an exciting show. I've got some exciting news. You do. For Abigail... Smith Abigail Page fans, she uh, had her baby this morning. 
Nine oh. pounds, boy or girl? fourteen ounces, little boy, ah, little boy, little nine boy. pounds, fourteen that's, ounces. That's a lot of baby. Adds an almost <laughs> ten pound turkey right there. So, <laughs> so uh, we will uh, we'll post more information as we know. But sounds like uh, mom no and baby are, are well. I've seen the pictures, but I don't have any pictures huh? that I can release. So, uh, but uh, looks like the baby's doing well, and and mom, mama's doing well. So Abigail, of course, is one of the co-hosts here at the show. Yeah. Uh, she got married, and then uh, pretty soon after, uh, they were with child, and so she's been off the show for quite some time. Well, congratulations, you. Congratulations. So, And you can send congrats uh, by way of uh, our website as well. Just send us an email, and we will make sure that she gets that. Did you know Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network? If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. All right. There you go. I'm going to get us back in the chat room because that oh. would be... That would be Awesome. Ah, I didn't Here we want go. To talk to anybody we're reconnect. Anyway. There we go. <laughs> yeah, chat room. We're on our way. As long as this thing lets us on, doesn't look like it's gonna. We're on free node. Uh, free node uh, category five is our chat room. And wouldn't you know that we are a net split? Is when you know we basically you know some people lose access to the room. Other people are still there. So talk amongst yourselves. We're thinking of you. <laughs> and as soon as we can get in, then uh, then we'll be there. Pigeon's going to keep trying to reconnect Tell lots us. of people that when I'm out on gigs, you know, after I finish. Okay, just talk amongst yourselves. So. Talk amongst sure. yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> in the right. meantime, get your mobile device out, and all you have to do is scan the QR code that you see on your screen here, or visit m.cat5.tv. Oh. m.cat5.tv, and that will bring you to our mobile website. It's got uh, on-demand video. Uh, streaming audio, streaming live video, uh, and there you go. All the, that stuff is available on your mobile device and on your tablet. It's optimized just for you. So very cool. That's cool. Super Tux Kart is a game that the kids here love. I, I adore that my children love Linux, and and when they go to family and friends, you know, over March break, they're whole family of nerdlings. Yeah, well, they, no, they've okay. got the, a lot of. You know, other people in the family are on Microsoft Windows, and so the kids get there, and they, you know, oh, this is Windows. Ah. So, but Super Tux Cart is available for Windows, Linux, Mac, w- you name it, but the kids here use it on Linux, of course. So it's available in your favorite package manager. If you go into Synaptic Package Manager, for example, just do a, a quick search for Super Tux Cart. It is all one word. And Cart is, of course, spelled with a K. Of course. So just to throw you a bit Super Tux, whatever. So when you run this game, I'm going to actually bring it up on my computer here. Yeah. The kids adore this. It's absolutely free. Let's jump into single-player mode, pick our character. I'm a novice, obviously. But here's the thing that the kids are encountering is they say, Daddy! All of these courses are locked. So they've got to achieve so many things. But my kids are young. And not that I don't want them to be encouraged to achieve things in life. But when it comes to playing a video game, I think, you know what, daddy's just going to open it up for you, kids. Because they've been playing this game, trying to figure out how to get it. You know, they, they've got to beat all these courses and come in first place so many times. You're take all the fun for them. I'm gonna take, no, I'm going to put a lot of fun in it because where it isn't fun for the young kids, sure, if you're 10, 15 years old, then, then it's fun to play all the the challenges, right? But for the young kids, they just want to... You want Liam to be able to sit down who's three and just click on it and go. 
instead he's clicking on stuff and there's so many of them that are locked that he literally can't get in so he's sitting there going i won't play that one i won't play that one and none of them work because they're locked so what i'm going to do i'm going to actually exit out of the game and here we are in linux i'm going to go into our home folder and up here go into a top secret hidden folder called slash dot which means it's hidden config look at that and then we're going to go to a folder called super tux cart which you're going to have after running it the first time after you've installed it and you see that there are a bunch of xml files and one of them is in fact called challenges.xml just double click on that and you'll see what this actually is is it's a file that tells the game in plain text which challenges you have beaten of course, I haven't beaten any of them. I'm miserable at it. So what I've done is I've double-clicked on the word false, the first one, hit Control-H, and it's automatically searched for false, change that to true, and hit replace all. Or you can go through and manually do it with your text editor, however you want to do it. So now, basically, I've told it with this XML file, and those of you who have ever worked with web programming, you know what XML is. It's nice and easy. It says that I have now solved all of the challenges. You lying, cheating son of a gun. Oh, I know, I know. Ah. But the kids, think about the kids. the kids. It's all about the kids. It's, it's the Ferguson. It's yeah. Not the kid that's so it's true. I've saved it. Challenges.xml. I'm going to close out. There we go. Close out. Hit applications, games, super tux cart. Here we go again. Single player. Choose my character. I'm a novice. And there we go. What do you see? Look at that. All of the locks, all of the barricades are gone, and the kids can just have a heyday, a blast. So they don't have to solve the clicking, thing? They don't have to solve anything. They can just jump into the game and start having fun. Oh, I already got a penalty, and I haven't even started yet. And they can start having fun. There you have it. Ooh, Every course. Oh, well, let's get a Prezi. Oh, I'm not. I'm not that good. See, I'm a novice. I've got a diaper on. So, <laughs> actually, he does, folks. <laughs> oh, I could just spend the whole hour just doing this. This is kind of fun. I don't want to play. I know. We could put it on your computer. It's on. It's on your computer. So there you have it. We have officially, in in like ten seconds flat, hacked. Super touch wow. card to give it every single level. The kids are going to be so pleased. Super Tux Card again is available for you on Windows, Linux, and Mac. I will post the links for you in the show notes for episode number three thirty-eight. Right. And enjoy. Let us know if that helps you out. So, how have you been, buddy? I have been well. It has been I've a long been. time. It seems like we're you know we're few and far between and. Teaching guitar, I've been playing guitars. Yeah. I've been fixing some guitars, fixing guitar. I've been playing some hockey, and he does it all—all all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, you sound very Canadian when you explain what it is that you do with your your week. Oh yeah, I gig. Yeah, play at the bars and play some hockey. And play a bit of hockey. Yeah. How drink, was your feeling some. about our our Olympic team this year? Our hockey team. Mm-hmm. Our hockey our teams. Hockey team. Yeah. You know what? I uh, the Canadian women. They did themselves proud, oh, and uh, and it was even more special because their 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 fiercest rivals are the the American women's team, mm. and uh, they're a great team too. And just and over the years, I mean, there's lots of other tournaments that the rest of the world doesn't see. Sure, you know, the Americans beat us quite regularly, but where it counted, 
the Canadian team won. Mm. And then the Canadian men came home with gold. Came to the same. And uh, and now we're into the Paralympics. I'm thinking mm-hmm. the sledge hockey team is looking really good. So Awesome. So there you go. So the stereotype is true. Canadian, eh? I've played maybe one game of hockey in my life, and I fell down, and I missed the puck. I do that. Terrible. I fall down. I miss the puck, but no, but I, but I persevered. I did it one hundred percent of the games that I ever played. All one game. One game. Yeah. It's like me and skiing. You know, people say, "Oh, you live in ski country. That's great." You <laughs> ski? Not a chance. I Not went at once. All. It was a dreadful Painful. experience. Painful. Hey, what do you say we learn about Vortex Box? Let's learn about Vortex. I pushed the green button. The Starship Enterprise did not crash. So this is good. There's nothing to look at here, Eric. Literally, it's just... Huh. It's an old computer. It's this old... It's... IBM thing. It's got a small little hard drive in it, but it's got an optical reader. DVD. Okay. You can put a Blu-ray in. Let me tell you a little bit... What are we going to do with Let me tell you a little bit about what Vortex Box is, what it does. First of all, my my life kind of revolves around the kids. So when I I show you games and I show it's A lot of times it's about the kids. Tonight, I'm going to make... Vortex box about the kids. How do I do that? Eagle Piggle loves his blanket. My three-year-old loves Night Garden. And he likes to put it on. And he pulls it out like this. I got ruined the wee thing, lad. And, yeah. There you have it. And he's very upset about this. I mean, he's three years old. He doesn't get it. He's just trying to pull it out. And they make these things awful. You can't get them out without knowing that you've got to push in the middle and and do it properly. So the poor three-year-old guy has busted his favorite movie. Yeah, they kind of are, but it's a kid's movie, so it's got a giant crack in it. It's destroyed. With a Vortex box, I could have saved all the heartache that my poor little three-year-old has experienced by taking this disc... And you know what? Just making a copy. But what's the problem with that? Usually what happens is, okay, well, yeah, we know in theory that that's a good idea. We want to be able to back up our DVDs, our music, our Blu-ray discs. It sounds like a good idea. We all know to do it, but it's a lot of work. DD doesn't always work. DD may not be the right solution. Um, and you know whether, whether or not you can get it to work, it's very very time consuming. You got to dedicate your computer to it. You got to sit there and set it up and press the buttons. And then once it's ripped, you got to convert it and you got to do you all this live stuff. For and, playing at your computer and pressing buttons, though, Rob. <clears throat> I know, but I got better things <laughs> to do than ripping DVDs and CDs. Okay. So along comes Vortex Box, and what it is is it's an automated system to do it all. If you've got a Blu-ray di- uh, disc reader in your old computer or whatever kind of computer that you want to use to turn it into a vortex box server a five and a quarter inch floppy it's not going to help you no. this is for optical media yeah. so <laughs> cd so audio cds video dvds and video blu-ray discs as long as your player or reader in the computer that you're going to be using as the vortex box server supports the type of media so in our case we couldn't do blu-ray because i don't have a blu-ray reader right. in this particular computer but i could up and buy one easy but this has got a dvd reader it's actually a rewriter but it doesn't matter i'm not gonna be doing any burning with it and what we're actually doing tonight is we're creating a uh, dedicated server so to speak using an old piece of hardware it could be new you can buy a nice little rig for it if you've got the money that you want to spend this one here is an old p4 
Um, it's got the Intel inside P4 logo. Um, I was able to come across some extra memory for it. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine gave this to me and, and, and we're just going to be using this for various little demos and things and, and setting up backstage pass again. But it's got two gigs of RAM. It's got an 80 gig hard drive, not a lot of space, not a lot of anything. It's, you know, it's a P4 and, but you don't really need much for what we're going to be doing. Okay. So tell me more vortex box. It's free. And you can turn an old piece of junk computer into this awesome ripping system that's going to save you a lot of time when you're backing up. Think of boxes of CDs. I actually keep all of my CDs that I buy in a box. And so I've got now I've got like three boxes that are giant boxes stacked okay. up. And But I rip them all so that I can use my MP3 player because who uses CDs anymore? I don't actually own a CD player. So figure that out, right? I'll go to the store because I like to have the physical CD. Yeah. So I'm not buying them off iTunes or online as MP3s, Amazon Music or whatever they call it. I'm buying the CDs because I prefer to have the, the tangible product. And then I rip it to MP3 and store the CD anyways. So, but, so if you're like me, you've got all these CDs that you need to rip. And it's, it can be tedious. It can be absolutely tedious. So Rip, not... Yeah. Rip as in copy yeah. to files yeah. that you're able to use. I, yeah, no, no, I was, <clears throat> All right. I was, the system requirements for Vortex Box are pretty minimal. Um, you can find out more about them on their website. It's absolutely free, vortexbox.org. Get your free copy of the ISO there, and then you can follow along. Once you've got the ISO, you can burn a fancy little disc just like this one. Get yourself a Sharpie and write in sloppy handwriting, Vortex Box 2.2 is the you version that, that I'm covered. using tonight. Got that covered. <laughs> So, let's pop it in here. <clears throat> and there we go. So, we've downloaded it. We are ready to install Vortex Box 2.2 in our particular case. This is uh, March 2014. I'm just going to click on uh, Install Vortex Box. Not going for any fancy options or anything like that. Let's see where this takes us. I should mention that, of course, Vortex Box, what is neat about it is that it's meant to run in a closet somewhere or hidden away. You don't need to have a monitor on it. You don't need a keyboard or a mouse. It is entirely a, a headless server. For the installation, however, of course, you're going to have to have some form of... You need to interact with Yeah, you got to be able to, to do the actual installation. So in our case, we've got a monitor and a keyboard. So I'm going to hit tab tab because it's detected my time zone okay. Hit all right. Enter my password that I would like to use for my root password. Don't type fast here. And you'll see it, it doesn't ask me anything, so don't run this on any computer. Make sure your computer, whatever it is, doesn't have anything on the hard drive. Cause it's not going to say, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure you <laughs> want to wipe out everything that you have? No, it didn't give me that option. It just started <laughs> wiping. So look at it go. And it's just ripping away. Good fast installation process. Here we go. Getting all the packages. So we're going to let that actually install right here live on the show. 21 of 628. It's going to take, take too a long. couple minutes. A couple minutes. Talk amongst yourselves. We've, <laughs> we've had this discussion. We've had this discussion. Um, like I say, it's going to do video <coughs> as well as audio, um, and it's going to set things up in a nice hierarchical file system. Did you just hit something I just saw? I didn't. No, that's just... An abort 
Yeah, that's just part of the install. Okay. It doesn't really matter. He's talking about the way it kind of got okay. skewed. Uh, it is a text-based install, so as long as it goes okay, you don't get any errors that stop you from being able to proceed, then should be good to go. Here we go, 24%. Oh, look at it go now. 25 <laughs> Sounds like we've got a guest. Oh, boy. Ah. <laughs> uh. Huh. We've had some uh, work done. Are you going to like come on the camera and say hello? Come on back and say hi. Backstage pass. Oh, yes. Backstage pass. We've had some work done. Yeah. (laughs) Rachel Shue, everybody. We've grown a stash. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. How you been? Nose job. Did you bring donuts? Looks good. I like the mustache. No. No Timbits? No Timbits? I thought of it, but then I thought I'm going to be evil today and not. Aw. Well, hey. Always nice. That's the a smile for the camera. That's the picture that's going to make it to the website. You know that's true. <laughs> your Thanks new glamour shot. Yeah. We'll Photoshop. It'll be a magazine Anywhere. ready any minute. Absolutely. Good to see it, right? Or, I mean, are we going to use the GIMP? Yes. Yes. Free software all the way. Yeah, we'll use those glasses for perfect. Great. Eric's going to wear those for the rest of the show. We're at sixty-one percent installing. Hey, these our, are nice. Yeah. It, it suits you. <laughs> Are there any girl germs in the nose part? <laughs> she sneezed just before she gave it to you. Oh, she's just too much of an adult sometimes. <laughs> it's coming along. 444. Oh, 75%. Here it comes. 77. I have no idea where to put those. Moving along. 78 Wow, we really should have had like some Jeopardy music or something. I could prepared. go and grab the guitar. Get the guitar. There you go. Play a little bit. Do, did you do a cappella? Big do sing-off acapella. fan. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like to hear? Oh, anything at all that we have the rights to use royalty-free. You lady. Is no, that, sorry. No, all right. I, I don't think that's copyrighted. Hmm. It wasn't. Uh, we didn't get too far into it. When are you going to do some music on the show? We've had a talk about that. We should. We're gonna we should do some more. Do some more some songs and put them together on a CD or something and make them available to the community. What do you think of that? I like that idea. That would be kind of neat. 94% folks. See? I said we're talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know? Who knows what's going to happen next? 96%? Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's not just a contact lens. All right. So once this is installed... 99%. This is going to be brilliant. 99 and 44 one-hundredths percent. Perfect. There we go. Okay. okay, so we can reboot. It's going to do it automatically. I want to show you how to get the IP address and everything. I know it's a little slow to watch a progress indicator. That's fun. That That's was live fun. TV. Yeah. 100% installing all the dependencies. Good stuff. Don't forget it's vortexbox.org. I still want to know about that green button. This green button is a is actually a space bar. I've got it programmed as a space bar so that it, it, it when the monitor goes to sleep, I can wake oh, it. Oh, okay. That's what that's all about. And it looks awesome. Oh, it does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. Huh. But like I say, there's not a lot to look at when it comes to Vortex Box, as you can see. Okay, 100%. Come on, Vortex Box. Why is it sitting at 100%? F12 is your next screen. Yeah. Okay. So what would you use this for? You get you collect 
CDs at all? Or? I have a pile of CDs, yeah. Even if you use an iPod or, um, in my case, just a so straight MP3 player? So now, what about your player? DVDs, like if you've got video? Mm-hmm. And there are protections on your DVD, so you aren't supposed to be well, able these to are, do it. These copy. are backups. These are you know we're not making illegal copies of stuff. What we're doing legal is legal or not. Up. There's isn't Shouldn't there some something on a DVD that prevents you from making a copy? Yeah, but it's not hard to get around that stuff. Okay. So I I don't see why they wouldn't have implemented that into this particular product. Maybe they have. I use it for MP3s. I haven't used it for DVDs, but maybe the chat room knows. But the chat room we're unfortunately course, locked I'm out of. So not there anymore hmm. so <laughs> okay well it's at 100 percent. we need 101 <laughs> percent. we kind of do we kind of do well you know what i'll do i'm gonna what I'm is gonna, the next screen hit f12 do well, it do it, do no, it. that's part of the installer i don't want to mess okay. with it but what i'll do is i'll connect into the one that we've got behind us all set ready to go and i happen to know that the ip address is 204 this is the magic of television you know when the you're doing the tv show and you yeah. you put the buns in oh the, it's in, in the, the oven and, and look pull them out look it's done after an hour this is what they'll have yes exactly exactly so after it gets to 101 percent let's go Can to you just 10 do a screen uh, transition there and we'll <laughs> absolutely okay 10.0 0.204. Look at this. This is my Vortex box system all set, ready to go. And there it is. It's got a nice web GUI. All you have to do is visit the IP address or Vortex box colon 80 um, if your DNS is going to allow that. And you'll see just right out of the box, 2.2 has got everything that we need to uh, get things going. Well, let's get this party started. Let's let's get it started. Let's actually go to CD DVD Ripper, and the only reason that I need to bring that up is because I want you to see what's kind of happening here. Uh, there's really no reason to ever, you know, even have to bring this stuff up. You can just let it let it do its thing. So that last thing ripping needed one thousand three hundred two oh, minutes. Yeah, I I tested by ripping the piano guys just before the show just to make sure it works. That's a Lindsay lot of Sterling, should we give Lindsay Sterling a try? Okay, one of the nice things about vortex boxes that it automatically goes out to the database it gets the cover art it gets the song names everything for you you don't ever have to do anything okay so this is the lindsey sterling cd right um so easy breezy all you have to do remember we don't need a monitor here we don't need anything i've just simply got that up because i, I thought it'd be neat to see what's happening on the screen even though there's really not a lot that goes on um all that we have to do is just pop in a disc if it's going to let me eject. Oh, come on. It doesn't want to play with you. We're laden with strange little issues tonight. From our chat room to our web feed. Maybe it's because I'm here. It is. Huh. Maybe it's because Rachel's here. Could be. And she didn't Could bring be. food. Okay, well, what I'll do... Watch this. Because here we go. I'm going to... Where's the power button on this thing? There it is. Okay, I'm going to shut down. We're going to take this right from the get-go. We're going to boot it up just like we're booting it up for the first time. Easy. Power on. Optical drive ejects. Huh? This is an old system, and we just kind of slap this on here, and it's, uh, it's going to give us a good example as to how this thing works, <laughs> how easy it is. I'm thinking this makes for good TV with their... Your yeah, right ear, my left ear. Back of our yeah. head. Yeah. What yeah. language is oh, that? Oh, that's awesome. Huh. 
Okay, he broke it. It's coming. He broke it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's see if we got access here. Not yet. She's booting up. Still booting. Remember, it's a P4. So ba- oh, there, it's done. It's just sitting at a login prompt. So that shows you really all we need to do. It's literally just sitting there waiting for me to log in. I don't need to. So I eject the CD drive, pop in Lindsay Sterling, okay? And immediately, it's going to automatically start ripping. So if I go back to the Vortex box here, go to the CD-DVD ripper, you'll see that it's already probably, it's going to start detecting that I've inserted a disk. I can hear it spinning up. That was me thinking. Was it? Come on, Vortex box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Restart. Uh, there we go. Ejecting the disc. Well, let's see. Well, oh, now, well, now we know how to eject discs. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Now that we know there how to go. do that. Let's see what happens. Maybe it wants you to tell you to rip it. No, it's reading. Not yet. Let's try. Let's try some. Uh, you know what it is. Let's try uh, just for fun. Let's oh, try some Blake Shelton. There. Let's try some Blake Shelton. Okay. How's that? Can't always go perfect, folks. Last week was pretty perfect. I okay. like Blake. Blake Shelton. Yeah, he's the man. Okay. Let's pop that one in and see what happens. <laughs> okay, so I've put it in. Moment of truth. Is this gonna work she for us? Broke it. Nah, I, I don't think I broke it. But we're having, we we're having some networking issues tonight, so it may be affecting because this is a network server it's running on the network. But it is seeing the server. Yeah, I'm able to connect to it. But we are having some strange issues here, folks. Sorry. That is unfortunate when we are live. Well, so I'll tell you. How about I'll tell you the experience that I had <laughs> earlier? Because <laughs> as you could see, I did I did rip the piano guys a little bit earlier, and when I put it in, it immediately started ripping. Maybe you filled the disc. No, nope. I don't. I don't think I did. Um, if I if I actually go through. I can actually use the, the... No, I can't. What were your options there? Rip any tracks longer than... No. What is it saying? Ripping from... Ripping. Oh. This is weird. It's ripping. Okay, I think maybe I got impatient. Maybe, maybe you're just supposed you to put it in and walk away. Because right now it's saying... that's what oh, happened I'm, last time. Yeah. Okay. Your cat really, uh, really uh, seems very happy uh, to... Okay interact with me down here. Should I just let it do its thing and see? Okay, let's... What a miserable demonstration! <laughs> this is really... Yeah, kids, Utterly miserable. Kids, I would run out and get this for yourselves. Get it works. crappy old computer nah. install this. It works great. And but my demonstration tonight is not... Over to watch how it There! Goes. See, it's, it's because we were... I was jumping the gun, ripping... Look at that. 
I'm pretty sure it's going. But anyways, what happened earlier <laughs> is that it just started going. It worked perfectly. Not sure if I can connect to Squeezebox. I can. Okay. So you see that I've got the piano guys in there, and it puts the cover art in. It's fabulous. Rips all the stuff to flack. And flack, as you know, is a lossless media format for music. So MP3 oh, is lossy. Uh, flack is perfect digital copy from the cd so it's exactly as good okay. of quality okay now, where are you storing this it's right now it's stored on there okay. as soon as so I you've only got 80 gigs so that big right. box of cds isn't fitting in. that's where networking comes in okay right so here's what's cool about one of the things that's cool about vortex box when when our network is not dropping out on us if i go i know the ip address so i'm going to go into my samba 10.0.0.204 is 204 is it not yep and again see unfortunately we're having some networking issues tonight how miserable is that it has full samba sharing of the internal media so we're able to access the files we're able to browse the hard drive sorry folks I guess it's, we need to maybe pick up the SMB guitar and just do that. Slash slash ten zero zero That's the IP. And Samba's the protocol. We could try restarting the Samba process in case, you know, something's going on there with the network going up and down. Ha! System config. No. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Well, DLNA is off. I've just gone into system configuration. See, it's all done through your web browser, at least, so there's not a lot to it. So DLNA, which allows you to watch and listen from, say, a PS3 or another um, DLNA-type system, compatible system. I'm going to try restarting Samba just to see if that helps us out. Samba server start. Because I don't know if maybe going up and down on the network. Yeah, see, so, uh, something's happening in the server room today that is causing our switch to maybe go wonky or something. So we, we lost network it's access to it. And it's, it messed something up. So that's not normal. I'll just tell you that's not normal, and it's unfortunate tonight because we're live. But So forgive us and bear with us. I'm going to go into files, and you'll see that it's nicely sorted between movies, music, and pictures. So I'm going to go into music because that's all I have. And you'll see that I have FLAC, which are, of course, the lossless, perfect So lossless, quality. how is it size-wise, file Well, let's size-wise. go into Piano Guys. And you see Titanium here is uh, 28 megs for one song. So yeah, about 20, 20 to 30 okay. megs per song. So then you think, okay, well, I really don't want to be taking up that much space. Not to mention, my MP3 player can't play FLAC files. That's fine. What Vortex Box is doing is it's making a lossless copy that we can now work from so that we're not having to leave the disk in the drive to do all this stuff. We can copy, 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 copy disk over and over and over again. And assuming you don't have networking problems that day... Everything's going to work absolutely flawlessly, and it's going to go in. So you're going to end up with all these FLAC files, and then you say, okay, well, let's actually create a mirror of our FLAC by clicking on FLAC mirror, and you'll see that we can now start MP3 mirroring. So it's going to go through that FLAC folder, and it's going to create an exact duplicate of all of the, M- uh, the FLAC files as MP3. 
So there's the same CD. So how high up can you go? Can you go up to your what level of file? Can you say there's your bit everything? rates there that you mean the quality? No, no. Okay. Um, so you've got a folder called FLAC, and then you've yeah. got all your CDs in there. You mm-hmm. can go up to the top level of that and say mirror that whole thing as sure MP3s. You can. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you don't have to do each CD individually. And no, 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 no. no. Nice. You can. Ju- it will just nice. do the mirror, and it will go. Nice. Okay. And in fact, you can turn on automatic mirroring so that as you're ripping, it will automatically start saving MP3s as well. That's handy if you use devices on your network, say another computer that you stream the music to and you listen to, and you want to have instant access to the MP3 files just by popping in a disc. Or in my case, I've got an iOS on the TV. So if I pop a disc, a DVD in, because we don't, because the DVD player is finicky, so I'd, I'd rather use the iOS, so I rip all my DVDs. So I pop in a DVD, go up to the iOS, and it's instantly available as an MP4, yeah. for example. So and that's all through mirroring. It will rip as a Metrosk file or whatever. Right. The so all you really video. need to do is provide enough storage, and it's yes. not labor-intensive for the user. So what happens in a case like this where you've got a computer that only has an 80-gig hard drive? Well, you've got networking on that device. See, we've got Samba access. So now we can set up tasks to back it up. We can set up tasks to move files around if we want to, or we could simply just put a bigger hard drive into the system and and turn it into an actual server where everything is is stored and accessed from. And it's probably the way you want to do it anyways, because as I mentioned, it supports DLNA. We already saw that it does support Squeezebox-compatible devices from Logitech and, in fact, comes with built-in, already pre-configured, the Logitech media server, which then streams all this stuff through this beautiful web GUI. Um, over to those devices. You can't go wrong with that. Um, beyond that, you may want to, you know, you've got your MP3s all encoded. Oh, there there you go. So it's actually converted everything over to MP3. You can see how it's done that. So now I can access those for my device, right? So no longer FLAC files. I can go into MP3 and there we go. But also we may want to back things up on the device itself. So we plug in a USB hard drive, and then we just go to USB backup, and you'll see that <coughs> it will auto- automatically detect at the hard drive, and you can back things up. But again, because it supports Samba, I can actually back things up through the network as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Cool stuff. It is, it's ripping away, and I, I may be gotten impatient there. I think you should just pop in the disk and just let it go. We're talking away and everything, because the green light is flashing like crazy. Getting everything done. Cool. It it does work. Okay. As it works, see. folks. It works. The what you see here isn't necessarily the experience the of everyone. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are probably in the chat room wondering where we are because of this. Where the heck are network we? issues? Yeah. And our system has rebooted um, the install that we were doing there live on the show. And I'll just mention all you need to do is log Actually, in. You know as what? Root. There is a warning there. This installation will wipe out all yeah, of your of course. hard drive. Yeah, no, and, yeah. yeah. Okay. People aren't necessarily going to see that, though, right? Not necessarily. Um, when you get in, when you boot up for the first time, log in as root as your user and then the password that you provided during the installation steps. Then type ifconfig. That's going to tell you your IP address so that you can then connect into it through your web browser and through Samba as well. Not ifconfig? No, I, that's Windows. Oh, okay, so IF. IF config is interface configuration, ah. which is going to give you all your network devices and the IP addresses that are associated with them. So there. 
Mm-hmm. Must be getting perilously close to news time. Must be. So, folks, give it a try. It's Vortex box, box, vortexbox.org. Links will be provided for you in the show notes for episode number 338. Sorry the things went a little bit wonky there. But, uh, that is the technical phrase. That's wonky. Wonky. That's the technical. Yeah. All right. Well. You ready for it? Here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Troubled Japanese Bitcoin exchange Mt. Gox has won temporary bankruptcy protection in the U.S. A judge in Dallas, Texas, agreed to protect the firm's assets and temporarily halt two U.S. lawsuits while bankruptcy proceedings occur in Japan. The firm filed for bankruptcy in Japan in February after losing about oh, $473 million, or $284 million pounds, uh, worth of customers' bitcoins to what it says was a hacking attack. They filed for Chapter 15 protection in the U.S. late on Sunday. At that time, of uh, at the time of the Mt. Gox theft, about 750,000 customer bitcoins were stolen, as well as close to 100,000 of Mt. Gox's own bitcoins. That amounts to about 7% of all the bitcoins in existence. Yikes! Okay. The world's biggest smartphone maker, Samsung, has launched a free music streaming service called Milk Music. The service, currently only available on its Galaxy range of smartphones in the U.S., includes over 200 radio stations and 13 million songs. Samsung is entering a crowded market which uh, has players like Spotify, Pandora, and Apple's iTunes radio, and some of these uh, streaming services can be used on any mobile device, unlike Samsung's version. However, Darren Sui, uh, Vice President of uh, Music at Samsung Media Solutions, said, We feel that while the music space is very competitive, there is room for improvement. The new service will be free to download and will be ad-free for a limited time. All right. And moving on, Google is branching out in the wearable technology market with the release of a software development kit. It would allow developers to create wearable devices such as smartwatches and fitness trackers using the Android operating system. This comes shortly after Samsung switched their Galaxy Gear smartwatch away from Android following concerns over its interface and battery life. The new SDK will be available in a couple of weeks. All right. The reading game is about to change forever. You may have seen this as Boston-based software developer Spritz has been in stealth mode for three years, tinkering with their program and leasing it out to different ebooks, apps, and other platforms. Now, Spritz is about to go public with Samsung's new line of wearable technology. Other apps have offered up similar types of rapid serial visual presentation to enhance reading speed and, convince and convenience on mobile devices in the past. However, what Spritz does differently and brilliantly is manipulate the format of the words to more appropriately line them up with the eye's natural motion of reading. The optimal recognition point, or ORP, is slightly left of center of each word and is the precise point at which our brain deciphers each jumble of letters. The unique aspect of Spritz is that it identifies the ORP of each word, makes that letter red, and presents all of the ORPs at the same pace on the screen. This way, our eyes don't move at all as we see the words, and we can therefore process information instantaneously rather than spend time decoding each word. Test your speed at 
spritzinc.com. S-P-R-I-T-Z-I-N-C dot C-O-M. Okay. How cool is that? That is very cool. I'm skeptical, but very cool. Get the full stories at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. This is Category 5 Technology TV. So incredibly nice to have you here with us. Thank you for your patience tonight as we experience some technical difficulties. If you're joining us in the chat room, if you're here live and uh, you've missed some of the show due to networking issues, make sure you do check back Category5.tv on our website. And this episode is episode number 338 and available to you after the show. I want to say hello to some of our newly registered viewers as well. Um... You want to work through the... There's a couple there. There's... Up our map. Let's see Be with age, I'm thinking, perhaps. B-W-I-T-H. Be with age. Be with age. Hey, yeah. How are you? Nice to see you. George Crawford, I-N. Hey, George. And BrainQ49, LACMDU. You could have stopped just at BrainQ. Yeah. But it kept going, and, and he got lost. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, viewers from Fort Wayne, nice to see you. Is that in Indiana? Don't do that to me. I just read what's on the screen. Washington, <laughs> Philadelphia, Atlantic City, good to see you. Tokyo. In Tokyo, Atlanta. We're all over the ice. Or Here we go. Here's our viewers tonight. Atlas, I suppose. Yeah, good to see you. In Durham and San Francisco. And somebody down Gilroy. All around. See, Google Zoom's kind of in there pretty close, so you you can't... What we can only see... Yeah, we can see some of the names. Iowa. Omaha. Good to see you. Hey, you, you can check out this map live on our website, category5.tv, or simply map.cat5.tv. Hey, That's available to you. Got a couple of folks in Ottawa and Montreal. Baltimore. Nice to see you. All right. Well, thanks for being here, everybody. We've got your viewer questions in. You can email us live at category 5 dot tv i colorized two of them there just because they're kind of similar just so you know eric um so if you get so, to those ones they're kind of well, you can just, read both of those would ones. you like me to start at the top or at the bottom anywhere you like let's start with the colorized ones all right here we I'll go. go with the bottom one here here we go and this is from tom tom germ hey tom hi y'all tested the panasonic four slash three camera for live streaming was that a question? That was a question. I just watched the show y'all did last year when you tested the Canon T2i for streaming. I am really researching and trying to decide. Sorry. I'm getting <laughs> you're on you're the messing with my too. mouse, are you? Yeah. I am really researching and trying to decide on the best cameras to stream. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tim. Tell you what, I am going to go. change the size of this here. Yeah. And you can play with the other half of the screen if you like. We're done. So really trying to decide on the best cameras to stream out high school sports next year. I have Wirecast and Blackmagic Decklink mini cards. So I have uh, read a good bit on the Panasonic uh, GH3 for streaming. I also checked out the JVC GCPX100, which has gotten some pretty good reviews. These are like some DSLRs. Shall Shall I carry on? 
what was the the model of the Panasonic there? The, G, uh, the GX3? Pan- G, GH3. GH3. So that's one of the yeah, that's one of the uh, the DSLRs, right? And they're decent. They take a, a phenomenal picture, and they're great for wirecast streaming. But they're HDMI. Okay. And he wants autofocus for sports. Okay. Tim, thanks for the question. Could we read the other one there, too, just because they're so closely related? It's interesting that you both sent in such this similar questions. Chris. Hey, Chris. Uh, and he runs an indoor soccer facility and wants to start live streaming games for players and family who can't make the game. Uh, the field is 85 feet wide by 185 feet long, and I need to know the proper camera that I would need to be able to broadcast good quality and the number of cameras for covering all action. I'm able to mount the cameras from wall or ceiling. Walls are approximately 10 feet behind the field, and ceiling okay. is 30 to 40 feet above. I would uh, like to know the best wirecast system for this use. I find your information very informative. Okay, so Tim and Chris, thank you very much for your questions. Like I say, it's interesting that uh, two guys doing sports arena type broadcasting yeah. want to you know inquire of the show at the same time. There you go. Um, so I thought you know good good opportunity to answer both of you kind of at the same time. First of all, Chris, Tim, DSLRs are. Fabulous. They take excellent video. If you're recording, they can, you know, the GH3, as you mentioned, takes excellent video through HDMI, as well as that uh, that JVC camera that you were mentioning. But they are HDMI output, right? In a sports complex, I'm kind of thinking that you're probably better to go with something more robust like uh, SDI. My, uh, you know, like a mini SDI or something like that, BNC connector, because you're you're in a situation where you can't, you know, forty foot ceiling, thirty to forty, thirty to forty foot ceiling. You can't be climbing up there to replug an HDMI cable should it go awry, or something go awry, right? You need something that's more robust, something that is designed for broadcasting in that type of an environment, that kind of a scenario, I think SDI is going to be the way to go. I, I think, honestly, a, a PTZ camera would be the best way to go, possibly. These are the pan-tilt-zoom cameras that, if you've got the budget for it, as opposed to going with these lower, you know, the lower-cost DSLR solutions, if you can do it, a couple of P- PTZ cameras over BNC, BNC being the kind of cable that clips on and, and turns and locks, there's so. that's British Naval Connector, Bayonet Naval Connector. It's had a few different yeah. BNC, but just, yeah, it's. I think it's one of those things that uh, the everybody just uses the uh, the, yeah. the letters, and it and it works. But that's more robust. But you get a longer length. HDMI, you can only do ten, fifteen feet at the very, very most, and then you're lost of sig- signal. So you'd have to convert it over to SDI anyways. And again, you've got a camera that's up 30, 40 feet in the air. You don't want to have to monkey with it if the HDMI, which is not as reliable as, as BNC, uh, SDI, uh, you don't want to be monkeying with it. A PTZ camera will allow you to control the camera from the booth where you're broadcasting. So you can actually pan, tilt, and zoom. So you can zoom in on the action. You can move with the action. Because you're 40 feet up in the air, even the smallest little lens movement is going to actually cover a 20-foot spot 
on the field, right? Because if you figure this thing's up 40 feet in the air looking down or looking down on an angle and you are zoomed right in and you move just a little bit, the, the, the actual angle that you're creating there is so large that you're going to be able to cover a lot. So depending on your budget, find one that's going to be – you definitely want to go HD, right? Because you don't want a blurry picture or anything like that. Uh, even if you're only broadcasting an SD, I would recommend you get HD cameras so that you get that really, really crisp – video um even if you're not broadcasting in that full quality and you can record to disc in a higher quality with wirecast than you're broadcasting wirecast is great because you can do live scoreboarding um as you probably already are aware so you can actually have the scoreboards on the screen and and have them you know as part of the video broadcast it's pretty cool if you can't do pdz cameras um i just don't i just don't know that HDMI is the way to go in this particular scenario. Canon has some lower end, like fifteen hundred dollar cameras um, that have um, SDI BNC outputs. That would be a little more robust. It's like a, it's it's got the form factor of a, a consumer camera, but it's it's got the BNC connectors and it's going to give you a much better picture than you know than say something that is lower end yeah. than that. Lots of stuff in the real world of broadcast uses BNC. Most. It's more robust as you can get yeah. the longer lengths and it's not gonna if somebody pulls on the wire a little bit, it's not gonna come out of the camera like HDMI. HDMI is really, really finicky. You look at how that plugs in and it's like it's like that. And it can bend and it can break and it can uh, and they're not like we're using HDMI here, we have a, a three foot cable going from the camera to the server and that's it and we try. We try going with twenty-five foot lengths. I bought multiple different types of cables. I got the gold-tipped cables, and they don't work. Did that make a difference? No, it didn't work. Okay, didn't work. Black screen because <laughs> HDMI. If you don't have a perfectly solid signal, it doesn't. It doesn't degrade like analog. You don't get a little bit of static like analog. No, it just turns off. So you don't want to be messing with that in in your scenario. You don't want to invest the money and find oh this is terrible. So I would go with something more more professional higher end doesn't have to be overly over the top expensive but good luck let us know if you have more questions right. for us and we'd be happy to help here's one from our uh, friend uh, rob gore hey rob hi robbie i'm going to uh, be creating a website and needed some advice the website is going to have a lot of pictures which need to be changed on a regular basis my question mm is how can I go about switching out these pictures without having to redo too much of the site? I know that you can use services like Squarespace, etc., that make it easy to create the website and change it. The problem is you need to use them to host the website, which I don't mm. want to do. Yeah. I want to use my own hosting provider. I am willing to use an HTML editor to create the site and was thinking of using uh, Composer, that's with a K, under Linux. Mm. Just not sure how to go about it. Thanks. Okay. Chat room had mentioned Rob at one Grzynski. point. Rob, I, I had mentioned Composer at one point, and uh, the chat room said, oh, that's obsolete now, and you know there are newer versions. Let's see what uh, chat room. Maybe you can remind us what what you recommend. Anything else? Composer's like a, a Linux free version of uh, of Dreamweaver kind of idea. But regardless, you know what? To be honest with you, I think the appeal of those online services that provide you with an ability to create um, the the website, the appeal there is that you don't really have to learn the HTML and and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. 
but I see what you're saying. So I, I wonder if something like WordPress might be a, a good way to go. It kind of depends on the nature of what it is you're doing, but I, I'm thinking about swapping in and out pictures. WordPress has the media manager, and it's really quite robust. Right. It's quite good. Uh, so and WordPress is kind of taken over from where Joomla... Well, it's of kind of a different it? thing. Like, uh, Yeah, Joomla was always a content management system. WordPress started out as a blogging platform but has evolved into right. – people have realized, wow, this is a really good system, really you know, feature-packed. And I think where WordPress has always beat Joomla flat and other content management systems flat is its update process. The fact that if there's an up- update to one of your plugins that's installed, okay, update, yeah. done. You know, you can set it up to ha- send you an email if there's an update ready for you. And it's just like updating your OS with, you know, an update package or something. You don't have to download stuff and find stuff. So it, it makes things really, really easy. WordPress.com is the same scenario where you are going to be hosting through them. If you want to have your own .com, it's going to cost you an extra 99 bucks a year to do that and blah, blah, blah. WordPress.org, you can, in fact, download the very software that powers WordPress.com and install it on your own hosting platform. Keep in mind, if you're hosting your own WordPress, you're going to get hit by hackers. And by hackers, I don't mean, you know, people like Eric who sit there trying to get into your site. No, we're talking scripts upon scripts that go out spidering the web, trying to find other sites that are vulnerable and attack. Um, so you need to have some form of good, you know, security on your on your site as well. Um, talk to your hosting provider about what they recommend. Uh, look at some of the security packages. I can make some recommendations as well. But just know you don't want to put WordPress online and just leave it. Um, I did that for Abigail, which is kind of funny. Um, she was, oh, yeah. She's starting up a blog, but we installed it, got it all set up, and then you know everything happened, and she was too busy to do anything with it. And so it just sat there, and it got hacked. Well, how does that happen? Because nobody was maintaining it. If you're going to run WordPress or any kind of content management system, somebody has to maintain it. That could be your job, and that you have to absolutely do it. You can't just leave it running. So, Right. How many times have you built a website for somebody who wanted to have a blog on it, and then they do it faithfully every day for three weeks? Not even. Maybe do not even. Ever? Yeah, you're right. And then it's like <sighs> once a month, and then it's like a year later. Darby knows oh, what we're yeah. talking about. It, it, yeah, it happens when a client says, I, I want to be able to update it myself. I say, do you really? Do you want to be able to email me and I'll do it for you in five minutes flat? Or do you want to have to spend hours upon hours figuring out a system <laughs> that you've never used before? Yeah. Figuring out why did, it, why did it break the whole layout when I uploaded a picture from my camera? Oh, well, it's 4,000 pixels wide uploaded direct to the Internet and... Scaled down in the browser, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Et cetera. I'm not bitter, <laughs> but I hear you. Okay, let's move on to another question. Real quick one, if you oh, got one. Quick comment from PC Careman. Uh, you were hey. talking last week on your show about moving the home folder on Linux to a hard drive. Indeed, and that went very, very well. <laughs> then you were saying a hard drive can crash. Yes. Yes, I agree. This there is, is a great ISO program truth. called SpinWrite. Mm-hmm. This could uh, help some if one's hard drive uh, crash. I just uh, thought this may help someone in need. And sure, there's yeah. A, there's GRC a link. released that. So SpinWrite is a tool that goes through your hard drive sector by sector 
reverse, you know, and it tests the integrity of every sector, retests it, and and works some real magic. Some would say though that it, it, it because it's doing sector by sector, you don't want to do it too often because then it's like running a parity check on your server. You don't want to do it too often because you're actually degrading the life of your hard drive because you're running so many. You're do, doing so much with that drive. You've only got so many reads and writes, anyways. But it can add some more life to a, a drive that would otherwise be on the verge of failure. Always keep a good backup. Doesn't matter. I'll post links for you for for spin right in the in the show notes for episode three thirty eight. It's worth saving. It's worth backing up. That's it. <laughs> the only the only way. And when when I I think I touched on it when I moved the the home folder that you can put it in a RAID one. You can back up that whole home folder. That's a good idea. You can, but a RAID one is a great idea for your home folder because then you've always got a second drive with the same data. So. That's all the time we have, my friend. That's it. That's it. I wanted to ask a couple questions. No, it's okay. How late did we start? Uh, we were two minutes, I think. Three minutes? Two, three minutes. Yeah. yeah. So here we are at three minutes. Here That's we are. all the time we have. Folks, thanks for joining us tonight. Again, if you missed some of the show due to some of the networking issues that we had tonight, please do flip it, rewind it, get over to Category5.tv, check out the show. Episode Um, 338, I think it was. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, we hit some snags with our internet. You noticed that I uh, that I actually moved over to the server room there. I don't know if I actually noticed. He ran away while I was doing the news. I did, and I restarted some switches, so you may have caught the tail end of the show. Ah. But we're in the chat room. We'll say hi to you after the show. In the meantime, thanks for joining us, and sorry that it's not always as perfect. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Good to see you, bud. Hey, it's good to be here. Good to see you. <laughs> Get onto our website, Category5.tv, and we'll see you next Tuesday night where... Krista Wells is joining me along with Hillary Rumble. We are all going to be here in the studio learning about how to touch up imperfect photos and make them look more professional. So don't miss that. We're going to be using free did, tools to did do we it. Get a, did we get a picture of Rachel? Get a picture? We can, we can do the touch up on that. There we go. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh she's going to be upset now. with me. Oh, she's going to be angry. <laughs> she's going to be angry. Fiery redhead. You're in trouble. She started out that way. What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.